This is the Illuminate Podcast, a Sandy Boy production. Each week on the Illuminate Podcast, the hosts will bring you insightful conversations and stories of people who are illuminating their own lives through their business, work, community, family, and world. Hello, and welcome to the Illuminate Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Emma Benner, and today I am sharing episode 96 with Sarah Fenton. Sarah is the Southwest Washington Program Manager at Girls Incorporated of the Pacific Northwest, which is a nonprofit organization where they are working to inspire all girls to be strong, smart, and bold. They provide life-changing programs and experiences for youth ages 6 to 18 that help them grow up healthy, educated, and independent. In this episode, Sarah talks all about Girls Incorporated and the work that they do, how we can encourage the girls in our own lives to be leaders, advice for parents to prepare for the challenges that their young girls may face, and more. I loved my conversation with Sarah, and if you enjoy this episode, we would really appreciate it if you left a rating and review on your favorite podcast player, or if you shared about it on social media. Those are just a few ways that you can get the word out about the podcast and help us grow the show and reach more listeners for the stories that we are sharing of all the incredible people out there. All right, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Sarah, all about Girls, Inc. All right, today on the Illuminate podcast, I am so excited to be joined by Sarah of Girls Incorporated. Hi, it's great to be here. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't we just start? Can you introduce yourself and share more about your roles at Girls Inc.? Yeah, I would love to. So my name is Sarah and I use she, her pronouns. And my position at Girls Inc. is the Southwest Washington Programs Manager. And so what I am lucky to be able to do is I work within um, our school district and with other community partners to bring our Girls Inc. network into the community to help serve all of these youth. So I get to bring in our different programmings into schools and organizations and, you know, really just be a part of the community and talk all about Girls, Inc. and how we work within our community. Yeah, so before we get too far into the interview, do you want to just share a broad overview of what you do at Girls, Inc.? Yeah, I would love to. So my position is I get to help organize all of the programs that we have at Girls Inc. And so what I get to do is I go into the different school districts here in Vancouver, because that's where I'm located. And I get to talk to the schools and their partners and actually coordinate our after school girls group programming, which is my main focus 
in the organization right now is helping run all of those programs, um, work with staff facilitators, onboard volunteers to help run these weekly after school groups. And of course, that was pre-pandemic. Um, so now we have shifted to a virtual setting. So all of us at Girls Inc. are now doing virtual groups. And Girls Inc. as a whole is throughout a couple of different regions. Um, our main hub is in Portland in the PDX, but we're also in Southwest Washington where I'm at and Seattle as well too. And so all of us are now coming together in the organization and running virtual sessions along with a couple of our other programs. But I also get to talk to a lot of other community-based organizations and, you know, see how we can partner with them and how we can support these youth um, really during these difficult times as well, too. And going along that, can you talk more about what Girls Inc. is, what the organization does, the mission, and kind of the backstory of how it got started a bit? Yeah, of course. So Girls Inc. is a national organization, and it was founded in 1864. And this was actually founded to be able to serve girls and young women and youth who were just needing some extra support and who, um, you know, were really in upheaval after the Civil War. So that's really where our story begins. And across the decades, um, Girls Inc. as a whole has shifted and, you know, really has adapted to meet the different challenges that are facing our youth during this time. And Girls Inc. of the Pacific Northwest is an affiliate of Girls Inc. National. And they and us as a whole has began operating in Portland, again, where we started um, since 1998. And then with that, we decided to expand into Southwest Washington. We've been here um, for a couple of years since 2017, and Seattle is our newest expansion. Um, and that took place in 2018. And just overall, Girls Inc. provides, we have over 90 plus affiliates across the United States and Canada that work with research-based um, programs, curriculum, we do development, training, and advocacy support to serve almost um, 125,000 youth. So that's kind of, you know, us overall. And we work with youth ages 6 through 18. And all of our programs are designed to empower our youth with skills, tools, and self-confidence that they need to become leaders in their communities, to use their voice um, for empowerment, and just to be economically independent adults. And our overall mission is we inspire all youth to be strong, smart, and bold. And we say that because we know youth are already strong, smart, and bold. So we are there to help encourage them and empower them um, in that mission. And what did your career path look like leading up to this career specifically? 
Yeah, so uh, my career path, probably like many others, um, has been, you know, a lot. And what initially got me started in informal programming was when I was in college at WSU Vancouver. I took an internship with a local water resources education center, and it was there where we hosted different field trips with our youth and got to do different tours and go out into, um, you know, the environment and talk about our local water sources and just all these different ways to be more environmentally friendly with our water. And so that opportunity really is where I fell in love with informal programming um, because I got to impact youth lives in a way, you know, I never really imagined. And so after, again, that was just an internship. So once I graduated um, after that position, I went to work at the Oregon Zoo. And again, I was involved in informal programming. I got to work with all of the different program animals and take those out um, into school settings and, you know, just talk about these animals. I help hosted some camp sessions during the summer and also helped support their early childhood education program, um, which was amazing. I loved working at the zoo. Um, But then after, I think I was there for about a year and a half, and I was just looking for something more local because, again, the zoo was in Portland and I'm located in Vancouver, so I was looking for something more in my community, um, something where I can make a deeper impact with um, everyone I was around. And that is what um, led me to Girls Inc. I was looking for something more specific, something with informal programming and program coordination. And I came across Girls Inc. And I have been here, um, it'll be almost two years come August. um, And I've I've loved every minute of it. That's something that I just really love about talking with people that work for nonprofits or just something, a a small company that does something good for the world is that people are so passionate about what they do when they're helping others. So what would you say is your favorite part of the work that you do? Yeah, that's a great question. I think my favorite part in this position Um, Again, this is, you know, kind of pre-pandemic, but circles back to right now is ultimately just working with our youth. They are incredible human beings and they inspire me every day just listening to their stories, what they have been through, and just really creating that safe space for them as well. And that's, um, you know, come through in this pandemic time as well, too, when we're doing virtual settings, just being able to provide a safe space for our youth to just really be that consistent person in their life has been really just rewarding and hopefully that they will remember this programming as well too so that's definitely been um you know of course my favorite part is going into the schools um actually being able to work and interact with the youth and then also working with our staff as well too everyone is very mission driven and they 
they all inspire me every single day. So um, I, I love the people that I work with. <laughs> so are you still working with the youth in like one-on-one or I guess in group settings or is it like in person or online right now? Yeah, another great question. We are all online right now. And so what that has looked like is I talked about our girls group sessions, which again, pre-pandemic, they meet on a weekly basis. They're in school settings, doing a specific set of curriculum. Um, But now virtually, we're still meeting on a weekly basis and we have opened it up um, across all of our regions. So we have youth joining from Seattle, Southwest Washington, and Portland um, in these virtual settings. And we recently have been focusing on health and wellness. Um, We're finding our youth are needing just a safe space to decompress, um, to really just deal with all of the different aspects that are happening right now with virtual learning and the pandemic. So we are still meeting virtually with groups and um, that's across all of our um, programs as well too, are all meeting virtually. So going off of kind of the mission you talked about, about empowering youth, what do you think, what would you say is the best advice for parents to prepare their young girls and just their young children for challenges that they'll face in the future? Yeah, I am not a parent, so I don't know how, you know, best I will be able to answer this, but you know, what I have just experienced and with these youth is, you know, be proactive, listen to your youth when they come to you. I don't really know if there is a best way to prepare for the challenges they face. Um, Everyone goes through different situations. Um, Everyone grows up differently. Everyone experiences things differently. So I think it's hard to, you know, prepare for everything that that the youth may face because there's just so much unknown. But I know in our sessions we see, you know, um, youth self-confidence come up a lot as well as they're not wanting to turn their cameras on because they don't like how they look. So I know that's just one aspect, um, just, just to keep empowering your youth, keep listening to them, keep talking to them, having those um, conversations that are going to come up and and really just, you know, again, keep that safe space. We've, I've found in our sessions that our safe space has gotten some really great conversations. So however parents or guardians or grownups are able to create that, I think would be, would be so beneficial. And can you talk more about the programs that Girls Inc. offers and maybe run through what a session would look like? And I don't know if you have a handful of different types of programs, but can you give a brief overview of what those look like? Of course. We have um, three fairly large programs that we do. Um, I talked a little bit about Girls Group, but I can come back to it. But we also have Eureka, which is a five-year STEM program for eighth, eighth grade through 12th grade youth. And that is where youth get to participate in different lessons and activities that explore STEM 
and really gets them hands-on activities in a college campus environment. So that's another one of our programs that takes place during the summer, but also during the school year, they host monthly learning sessions that the youth can participate in, and those can focus on anything from, you know, college readiness, um, healthy sexuality. It's um, pretty wide-ranging about what those topics can focus on. And so besides Eureka, we also have Leadership Council, and that is really this, again, this leadership body of our organization. It has youth from communities across the Pacific Northwest, um, and that's ages, it could be ages 8 through 18, and it helps members of our affiliate use the power of their voice to create meaningful change. So members of Leadership Council serve on this council for at least one year, and they get to focus on their leadership, advocacy, um, community action, and just get to do a bunch of, of things that they are most interested in. And similarly, like Eureka and Girls Group, Leadership Council is also virtual right now. And Leadership Council meets every other week, and they are working on advocacy projects that they got to choose a topic that they were passionate about and find a way to represent that. And yeah, so those are our big kind of programs. And again, girls groups is kind of our most wide-reaching program, what is pretty familiar in our community. And those partners with school districts and community partners and again they meet on a after school weekly basis for could be an hour and a half to two hours over three eight-week terms and in those girls group sessions we have research-based curriculum and it really focuses on either a strong topic a smart topic or a bold topic as well and kind of talking about what a session looks like right now because again we are virtual and I work mostly with girls groups so I can speak a little bit to our girls group sessions is again it's hosted weekly and we have youth join through zoom and what that is looking like so far is we have youth join in we do some staff introductions we also have volunteers supporting us during this time so we introduce ourselves make sure the youth know who we are then we often go into our overall group agreements just making sure everyone is on the same page we do a check-in question which you know really gets the youth kind of excited and these questions can range just from like a quick temperature check to what emoji you're feeling like today and because our sessions are only an hour um, the activities go by fairly quickly um, so depending on the theme of the week we will do an activity based off of that. So again, we've been focusing a lot on stress management techniques, um, emotions and how to tap into that, and just overall how can we be a support during this time. And then we end all of our sessions with another checkout question. And then by that time, the hour is over and the youth are 
um, able to log off and go about the rest of their week. What age are the girls? Yeah, so um, our girls groups host ages, I would say, elementary, so nine, I mean, we can, we even have as young as second graders, but I would say, you know, eight through 16 is a good range because we're hosting these girls group sessions for elementary and middle school youth, so they are all joining in at the same time, and then we utilize breakout rooms based on grade level. Um, so then all the elementary youth would meet together, middle school would meet and talk about the same topics, but sometimes conversations just differ between the two ages. Wow, that's so interesting. So you're having all the ages kind of meet at the beginning together? Yeah, we are. That's usually when we're all together to do, you know, that check-in question. And we did that to try and create, again, this safe space, but also the Girls Inc. larger just whole community. So we really wanted to build in that community aspect, be like, hey, there are other youth here who are in the same position as you. And right now we do have a really great group. I would say about, you know, 15 to 18 youth who are consistently coming every single week. So they're recognizing each other. And then, yeah, um, we'll break out into breakout rooms. So, you know, the middle school youth can talk about whatever they want to that may not relate to the elementary school youth. And then we'll bring them all back together at the end to do that checkout question debrief. Sometimes they like to chat. Um, so we also kind of cater our sessions based on what the youth have, based on what the youth are doing in that moment as well. So is this just like an after school program that's offered for schools or how do you recruit all the girls to join the program? Yeah, so our main source of recruitment is through the different school districts. And because we're in a couple different regions, it looks a little bit differently. Portland specifically partners with Sun Programs, which is their after-school network. And they rely a lot on the schools for recruitment or just that network to help get the word out. In Southwest Washington and Seattle, we work specifically with the schools and site coordinators at the schools and go into school sites and do those different programmings. But um, like Portland has also partnered with like the Boys and Girls Club as well too. So yes, our main way of recruitment is after schools, but we really just try to partner with any organization that has youth. Um, our affiliate is a little bit different than some other Girls Inc. affiliates is that some other affiliates just have like a central hub or a central center where the youth are brought to them. Um, but we really go with the model with we go where the youth are. So that way it um, limits transportation barriers. So yeah, we we rely a lot on our school partnerships um, for recruitment and after school models. But um, Seattle's um, is kind of that one exception. Before the pandemic, they were doing a daytime model where they would actually go into a middle school and then they would um, then the youth would come into girls groups like every hour so it's kind of a little bit different across each region but for the main part it's our school districts that that we partner with 
And then do you have a story of a young girl that you have worked with that just sticks in your mind the most? Yeah, I loved this question when it came up um, because one just happened really recently why it stuck kind of in my mind and I'm and this happened in our virtual girls group sessions and one of our staff members was facilitating a conversation about consent and you know what that looks like, how to how we can say no and you know the autonomy of our bodies and then just out of nowhere one of our youth unmutes and asks a question and she was like do you know what a furby is and all of us facilitators were trying to keep it together because this just kind of came out of completely nowhere but you know, we we had something to give to this conversation. We talked a little bit about what a Furby is. Some other youth were able to answer that question as well, too. And then we got right back into the topic. So it was just really great just to have that quick little, you know, break and just know that we are that safe space where youth can unmute and ask about Furbies, even though that's not necessarily what we're talking about. But it was amazing and it was it made all of our weeks. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it sounds like just such a fun job to be able to connect with these girls and just make such a big impact on them and yeah, be a safe space to talk about those things, but also talk about more serious things and um, just lead them on such an important path and give them so much knowledge for the future. Yes, definitely. And that's ultimately what we are trying to do is, um, you know, some of our curriculum is maybe topics that they wouldn't necessarily learn about in school or in outside settings. So a lot about, um, you know, like economic literacy and money management and what and we also have like a media curriculum so what's shown on the media and how is that impacting our youth and the way they think about their bodies so we have a wide range of curriculum just really to support our youth empower them and really get them to you know use their voice and you know really just make that difference in their community yeah and going off of that i just want to um, ask a few questions of how we can all kind of bring this type of programming in our own life to make a, an impact on the young girls or all of the youth that are in our life. And um, if they aren't attending one of these programs and getting that uh, those benefits. So going off of that, what is something that we can all do? Like how can we all work to encourage girls to be leaders and have a voice and stick up for themselves? Like how can we empower the girls in our own life to do that? Yeah, I think that is an amazing question. And I think, you know, just start building up those communication skills so these young girls and these youth can start to express themselves in a confident way. I also think, you know, inviting youth into decision-making roles that, that might affect them because, we know so many times that our youth often have no say in these decisions that impact them. So any chance that we can invite them in, help them make those decisions when it's applicable would, would be, would be great. 
Um, also providing a leadership space for our youth, whether this be a club in a school or, you know, maybe a friend group that wants to start something, but any any aspect that we can provide some sort of leadership for our youth to start building up these skills. And also, if there is a place for them to get involved in their local community, is there a place where we can be a mentor for our youth? That would be another big thing where you can reach out to different organizations or just reach out to any youth you may know if do they need a mentor to help them you know see what opportunities they have and just how they can be of support during this time to keep um to keep raising their voice up to be heard at what age do you find that the this youth that you work with is the most impacted by all of this stuff or is it really across the board the whole like all ages I would say it's definitely across the board at all ages. What we are trying to do at Girls Inc. is trying to create that sustainability. So ultimately, our like overall goal would be to serve youth throughout their whole academic career. That way we can continue to have that impact at every stage. So um, we're not quite there yet, but that is, you know, in our goals is, you know, to start working at youth, you know, through second grade, um, through first grade, and then keep continuing all the way through middle school and high school. That way we can keep impacting them and, you know, just just keep being that consistent factor and that consistent voice in their life to empower them up and to make those decisions for themselves. And then do you work with the girls, like do you check in with the girls after they've kind of graduated the program, like a couple years later when into their late high school or college years? Another great question. Yeah, we are starting to build up our alumni network. Um, so again, that's kind of one of our major goals that we are trying to focus on. Um, sometimes we do have youth who have you know graduated from our program who come back and do some um, like guest speaker opportunities. And so we do try to keep in touch with a lot of the youth who have passed through our program, but that is definitely one piece that we would also really just like to grow up um, because we do, again, we have just utilized those alumni as guest speakers to come in and speak with our youth um, and be able to really tell their story and how Girls Inc. has impacted them. Going off that a little bit, when you work with girls, are they typically with you from that second grade age uh, all the way up to around 16 when they're when most kind of stop the programming so do you see a transformation from them throughout that whole time yeah definitely so again this kind of varies by region um and then we're still kind of building that sustainability model of working with youth throughout their whole career um um so i would say you know portland is our best kind of example of them being able to work with the younger ages um, as best as they can all the way through at least middle school right now. And then usually high school 
is also when they focus on that Eureka program, that STEM program, which is, again, a great way to kind of stay within the Girls, Inc. network. Um, but because Seattle and Southwest Washington are so new, we haven't gotten that chance to be able to start at a younger age yet. But definitely being able to work with them, you know, starting so young and seeing just how they grow and you know, we really just want to, again, be that consistent figure, that consistent person in their life that they can always count on, like, every year. It's like, okay, it's Girls, Inc. this year. Like, I know I can count on them to go. And ultimately, we really encourage the youth to stay with the program um, for the whole year as well, too. Of course, things come up, you know, like sports and other extracurriculars, but ultimately, we would love to have the same youth throughout each year um, continue to grow with the program because it creates that nice cohort of youth that they're able to trust in one another and grow together and, you know, have an ally at that school as well, too. Yeah, that's really interesting that you mentioned, like, sports getting in the way because sports are so transformational for people but also yeah at the younger age you don't have that conflict every day but towards the middle school and high school years they must have that in the way kind of practices and everything in the afternoon all the time yeah and we definitely want to encourage that we don't want them to feel like they need to choose that it's one or the other so we are also very interested moving forward you know after the pandemic once we're able to be back in schools you know seeing if we can partner with these other organizations or these different sports networks um, to try and find a good balance where we can still all meet and they don't have to choose because yeah definitely comes springtime I would say is when youth are really interested in, in doing other extracurriculars or other sports since the weather is nice and yeah we don't want to discourage it in any way um, so we do get some fluctuation of attendance or maybe some new youth come and join in but we really um, moving forward want to start just partnering more with those different organizations to um, that way the youth don't have to choose. They can, they can do both and still be empowered. I like that. So what do you have coming up next with Girls Inc. that you're really excited about? Yeah, so we are finishing up our virtual sessions um, in the next couple of weeks. And then we are switching gears and we're going to be hosting a two-week STEAM camp, which is going to be great because we're um, exploring STEM through art. Our youth love art and so we're very grateful that we're able to incorporate that. So what we're doing right now is getting um, supplies ordered and we're going to do some really awesome activity kits as well too to be able to provide youth um, just this really great kit and give them so that way they can do these activities either virtually when we meet online or if that's not possible, they're still able to do these activities at home by themselves as well too. So that's kind of next in our book and what we're all looking forward to. It'll be a good change to, you know, come together um, safely and put these kits together and then just being able to give something to our youth that is um, really impactful and really great for them to be able to do during the summer. 
And are these programs free of charge or do you charge the girls to participate? All of our programs are free of charge. Yeah, so there is no fee for the youth and the families to be able to join, to get the kits, and to participate. That is really amazing because that limits so many barriers to entry to these programs. Yeah, it's it's really fantastic that we are able to, again, provide all of these activities as well too and we're also doing um you know while we're finishing up our virtual sessions we're also doing monthly yoga sessions as well too wellness workshops and so we actually have a guest speaker come in and host a yoga workshop for us which again all free of charge really great and so yeah we're just very grateful that we can be able to provide all this and again these activity kits will be something that we haven't done before so I think our youth will be really excited to hopefully receive those and just see what amazing things we can provide for them um, so that they can do all those during the summer yeah for sure what great opportunities for so many people and to empower them to be leaders and just have all these skills to be equipped for their future Um, so to wrap it up here what is the best or most recent book that you have read Yeah, another great question. I have just recently finished um, Wild from Lost to Found on the Pacific Crest Trail um, by Cheryl Strayed. And um, yeah, that was that was a great book. (laughs) Who or what is illuminating or inspiring you right now? Yeah, I think what is inspiring me right now is one the nice weather um to you know just i i thrive on the nice weather but also um i talked a little bit about this before but really our staff at girls inc is also just they're all just really inspiring me right now um because they're an amazing group to work with (laughs) That's another thing I love is just hearing from people that work in nonprofits is that so many people have said that that they just love the people that they work with because they're all so mission driven and kind of have the same focus and the same heart and passion in life. So I love hearing that. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) And then what is an organization that you'd like to illuminate and share about? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, So I kind of talked about this before that we partner with a lot of our school districts. So definitely want to give a call out to all of our great schools that we partner with. But also another great organization is Girls Who Code. And that is a great organization that focuses not only on gender diversity, but on young women who have been historically underrepresented in computer science fields. So they host a variety of after-school clubs, college programs, and summer programs that focus on coding and learning about all things tech. So they're another really great organization that that we would love to shout out to. And then to wrap it up, what is your one message to send to the world? Yeah, thank you. I think my message would be, you know, continue to be loud. Don't settle for anyone or anything less than what you deserve. Keep fighting for what you believe. And, you know, just continue to have those uncomfortable conversations and really just keep believing in yourself and, and you know, 
Be loud, be present, make noise. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Sarah Fenton and a big thank you for Sarah for coming on the podcast and sharing all about what Girls Inc. does and her role there. If you want to learn more about Girls Inc. of the Pacific Northwest, you can find them on their website, girlsincpnw.org. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of that is at Girls Inc. PNW. All of that information will be in the show notes at our website, theilluminatepodcast.com. And you can also follow the Illuminate Podcast on Instagram at the Illuminate Podcast or on Twitter at Illuminate underscore pod. Thank you all for being here today and for listening to my conversation. We're so grateful for all your support and for listening to the show. So with that, I hope you enjoyed my conversation and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week.